The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. special isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne. Here's Leanne Philipson. Sometimes you hear something that clicks with you. It sticks with you and you feel better for knowing it. It's that tidbit of information. Maybe it's trivial or otherwise, but you hear it and you feel smart that you just learned something new. And now you know what you're talking about. I guess I have a bunch of these kind of tidbits and info about general stuff, but really, of course, much more to do with food and nutrition. Well, maybe I should call it a bit more than tidbits and don't confuse this with Tim Bits, because no, I'm not going to talk about donuts now, but with the tidbits, you kind of know what I mean. The useful information can make a difference in someone's life. That person who doesn't know what I know and can help them to take the next step or mouthful with more confidence. I guess that really sums up why I do what I do to help people. Anyone listening to this podcast who may, or anyone that maybe watches me on TV, reads one of my books, a blog, sees my social media posts or even works with me one on one. My goal has always been to share useful information that can lead you to a better or healthier life. Last week, we featured the totally useless food information with my downright hilarious guests, Nick and Roy, who were such fun and I loved what they shared. Their random facts and trivia about stuff I wasn't even prepared for brought some much needed levity to the podcast and airways, along with some pretty big laughs about all the crazy things that they presented. This week, we're gonna do the exact opposite totally useful, but slightly random foods. Some facts that you can actually take away and start applying to your next mouthful. You can add it to your meal plan, up your nutrition game, and feel like you now know a new thing or two. Unlike other episodes, some of these facts won't really have anything to do with one another or don't follow a certain theme. They're just kind of a collection of some tidbits that that I've been seeing around and I thought, you know, I really wanna share these with you guys. So today on Eat This with Leanne, totally useful food. Learn about a random collection of foods that help with weight loss, eye health, sickness, some you've probably heard of and some a little unexpected. Plus, what food should you bring with you when you go to Mars? All right, so let's start with peanut butter. Surprisingly, peanut butter is great to aid weight loss if you consume it in the right way. That's because peanut butter is high in fiber and protein and helps you stay full and satisfied for a lot longer. Wait, 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 wait. Is is there another way to consume peanut butter besides in your mouth? No. And... (laughs) Just for you. Wait a minute. And just, just for you. <laughs> hang on. Hey, you're getting ahead of yourself because specifically for you and everyone who is allergic to peanut butter, yep. I have a plan B. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so, I'm sorry. When you said other ways, if you, as long as you consume peanut butter correctly, I'm thinking in the mouth, number one. 
Number ah uh, ha ha! Number I thought two. you were going to the allergic way. No, okay. no, I was confused. Of the, there is there another way to never. Anyway, you edu- educate me. That's what we're here for. Educate me. All right, all right. So the right way, yes, being by mouth as opposed to like up your nose or in your ear, <laughs> face mask. You know, slathered on your dry heels. That's not quite what I was talking okay. about. All right, I'm sorry. But. Now that I've said that, you know, I'm going to have to go and figure out what else peanut butter can do because, you know, that's just how I roll. (laughs) So peanut butter is really high in fiber and protein. And what that means is it helps you to stay full and satisfied for a lot longer. It has what's called a low glycemic index, meaning that the energy release from the food that you're eating, peanut butter, put on a banana or just off a spoon, however it comes, is slow and really helps you to stabilize your blood sugar and therefore lessen those high spikes of great energy and those lows when you completely grit. Why do you talk so slow? A review in the Journal of Food Science and Technology said how peanut butter can help people feel more satisfied when compared to the same amount of carb-rich foods. Not only that, but peanuts have compounds that improve blood flow and block cholesterol from being absorbed in your body. Now, I'm definitely not saying to load up on spoonfuls of peanut butter right now. And of course, I'm aware of how many people like Chris are allergic to peanuts. And I, for those who are not allergic, eat peanut butter in moderation. It can help with your weight loss goals and help you to be more balanced, but too much of a good thing is not such a good thing. If you're allergic to peanut butter or peanuts like Chris, green peas can be a great alternative. Not quite the same way in maybe a paste or something you could stick on a spoon and put on your banana. Mm. But green peas are an excellent source of protein and fiber is way up there too. So not only do they increase the hormones that reduce your appetite, but the protein and fiber in general are far more filling than your carbs, especially those, you know, processed ones, which are the ones that I know that you like, the white, the sugar, all that stuff. The fiber is also great at keeping you regular, as in moves things along, as my mother used to say, (laughs) because she didn't do toilet talk. But it's also very good at promoting the good bacteria and probiotics. You know, that's one of my favorite things to talk about within the digestive tract. And that can decrease the risk of GI conditions like irritable bowel syndrome or IBD, it's called, and even colon cancer. Actually, uh, this past week on my live cook together segment on Sprout Rights Facebook and Instagram channels, I made a dish of green veggies that last. And that was by request by my 89 year old dad. He gave me a challenge of suggest something for him that he he can have that won't go off because he's feeding himself. My mom passed away a few years ago and she was the cook. He never had to cook until you know, until she passed. And still, he's really not cooking much. He gets everybody else to make it for him. But he said, how do I eat more vegetables? So this was my challenge. And uh, along with the broccoli, the green beans and avocado, that was for me. He's not going to faff about with an avocado. So he told me, yep, I added some fresh green peas that I shelled and quickly blanched. Oh, man, that was so delish. So head on over there and see that inspiring video because it was also just a lot of fun. This is the most fun I've had in months. 
right, next up is tuna. Typically, it gets a bad rap for being high in heavy metals like mercury. I'll come back to that. But it's also amazing for your peepers, commonly known as your eyes. Oh, thank you. Tuna, there you go. <laughs> I think that might be like a British thing or something. I'm I, not sure. Yeah, I think so. Does it sound a little British? Yeah, it comes in every now and then. Tuna contains incredibly important nutrients like B12, and that helps transport your oxygen around your body, supporting your energy levels, your mood, and your strength. It also contains antioxidants that protect your cells and your tissues from damage. Beyond that, tuna is a really rich source of omega-3 fatty acids or omega-3 fats, omega-3s, whatever you want to call them, which, you know, you've probably heard over and over again called different things, but they're really important for your brain, for your heart, and can help reduce inflammation. But omega-3s are so important for your eyes and specifically for dry eyes, often called dry eye syndrome, or overall degeneration, including macular degeneration. Yeah, that's actually smart. Okay, so this could be the tidbit of the whole podcast. Did you know that the retina of the eye is gray matter like that in your brain? Huh? Gray, gray matter? My eyes are blue, yeah. not gray. <laughs> So the retina, a really important part of your eye is brain tissue, a.k.a. gray matter. Oh, I got you. So it's an extension of the brain. In your eyes. Yeah, okay. I got, I'm with you now. All right. No, no matter what color they are, beautiful (laughs) blue, green, brown, whatever it is, you got that gray matter, that brain tissue in your eyes. So... I don't know. That could be a little tidbit if you can explain it maybe better than I did, as Chris didn't understand it. You bring that one up at your next summer barbecue and say, I heard a tidbit on this podcast. <laughs> wait, I'm going to share it with you. What kind of nerdy barbecues are you going to for crying? <laughs> well, uh, I have to hear this interesting uh, thing about brain matter in my eye. <laughs> Where does that come into natural conversation? <laughs> that might depend on the average age of who's sitting around the table. Yeah, maybe I, I've met some. Right? I've met some smart cookies like, of all ages. So I mean, like you know, Aunt Flo and Bert might be sitting there going, <laughs> "How are your eyes doing, lovely?" Uh, yeah, I my my uh, my eyes are not doing so well. The last so time. knowing. <laughs> the last time I talked about my eyes at a barbecue is when a mosquito flew into it. Oh, yeah. Really? Did yeah. it get did it did it get you? Yeah, right right in the retina. And uh and my friend <laughs> my friend had to flush it out with a beer can. Of course. <laughs> of course. I wasn't Why wouldn't you? <laughs> anyway, that that's interesting. That's uh, the uh, Nick and Roy would be com- would be so impressed right now. You know what? I'm going to go on their podcast soon and I'm going to totally bring that one up, but don't tell them that. Okay, I won't. Just, Just between be- us. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I'm sure that you remember that I've said fish, those healthy fats and omega-3s, well, they help with your memory, with your concentration and your mood, and that's just overall because of general healthy cells. Well, if we give our bodies and our brains more DHA, which is an essential component of omega-3, your body and your brain with foods like tuna or maybe even just a, a supplement then it only makes sense that we can help to prevent some of the vision degeneration or the uncomfortable symptoms that we often get like dry eyes. I would even think itchy eyes. I have a friend right now who's really suffering with allergies and she just wants to claw her eyes out because they're so itchy. So all the things really can be helped just by eating maybe some more tuna or omega-3s. 
though uh, eating tuna won't necessarily cure, but it sure can prevent and keep your vision maybe more where it is and lessen it from getting worse because don't we all want that? So it's definitely worth taking the effort, working this into your diet at least two times a week. So search out my tuna melt and my salmon burgers on Sprite Facebook and YouTube channels that I've done on, on the Cook Together series. And rather than the salmon, just swap it out for some tuna. And I must tell you about this, because if you're worried about the heavy metal that you typically find in tuna, um, more so than other fish, you have to buy carefully. My favorite brand is called Safe Catch because they test every single tuna that they process and only allow a much lower level of mercury to be canned. In fact, it's way lower than what the FDA allows. The other way around this is to just take a supplement. You've heard me talk about my Omega Boost from my Take This supplement line, which already has a really powerful mix of both Omega-3 fats called DHA and EPA. A combination like that can support heart health, aging, eyesight, asthma, eczema, behavior and learning challenges, and can just help lower inflammation overall. So as I'm talking about eyes, did you know that dates are actually amazing for eye health? My family history, uh, my dad's side has macular degeneration, and my dad eats dates daily. Now, we know about this eye issues because they all live until their late 90s. My, my dad's one of, uh, one of six kids, and they've all lived a really, really long life. So we know that they have issues with their eyes. So this definitely is one that I pay attention to as well. So even though my dad eats these dates daily, I'm not exactly sure that he knows that this is good for his eye health, but they really are a super healthy alternative to any of the refined sugars, you know, all those sweets and those candies or whatever it is that you crave in the middle of the afternoon as your energy takes a nosedive. There is fructose in dates, and that can definitely help you to get rid of that afternoon slump. But on top of that, dates are really rich in antioxidants called carotenoids. Those are found in things like carrots and those orange foods, and they help with inflammation and protect your tissues against damage. This is where your eye health comes in and where these antioxidants are especially important for protecting against disorders like night blindness and macular degeneration. And just a sidebar about inflammation, we're here in Toronto in the middle of summer, and there's a lot of inflammation that can happen from sunlight, not only if you get a sunburn on your skin, but also if you're not wearing sunglasses to protect your eyes. So the tissues and the cells that are in your eyes are particularly vulnerable to damage. But then also, if you're fair-skinned like me, and I'm a redhead, I've always burned all throughout my life. So I will have a lot more inflammation than someone who's more olive-skinned and maybe doesn't burn like I do. So it's just a little little sidebar, a little word of caution there. Put on your sunglasses and then eat your dates. Somewhere between her jeans collection and her sock drawer, this is Eat This with Leanne. Next up, let's turn up the heat with this one and go spicy. You've probably heard some common remedies for fighting a cold like ginger and honey and tea and chicken soup. Those actually have a lot of well-researched compounds that can help you recover, really, from any kind of sickness. It doesn't matter what it is. However, don't go eating chili peppers if you've got an upset stomach. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. That'll just make it worse. It's hot. Hot, hot. Hot, hot. Hot, hot. Hot, hot. 
So you can reach for those chili peppers if you've got a cold, a stuffed up nose, maybe even allergies. And this spicy way might be the way forwards. So these spicy foods have something called capsation. Say that three times twice after four glasses of wine. <laughs> That's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. Let me picture that. I want to picture you staggering <laughs> around the, the condo saying capsation. <laughs> Capsation. 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 <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. All right, I'm Absolutely. done. Absolutely. I'm done picturing. You're done. Yeah, I'm on to the next. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so this capsation causes that hot burning sensation at really high enough levels. And after a certain period of time, it is such a great pain and cough reliever. And just generally speaking, makes you less sensitive to irritation. But more importantly, capsation tends to cause a runny nose, which you think, huh, I don't want that. But when you're really stuffed up and sick, really, we want the mucus to flow to just take everything out of your body. It can help to break up that mucus or even thin it out and help to, to clear out your sinuses. And if you're not really good with spicy, which I know a lot of people aren't, any of the sweet peppers will do. They're just not quite as powerful or potent as the hot ones. Okay, so I mentioned off the top about one food and Mars. Well, here you go. If there's one food that you might like to take on a long trip to Mars, drum roll, Chris. It might just be potatoes. In, in, fa in fact, what was that movie with, who was it, Matt Damon? The Martian. He, yeah, The Martian. The Martian. That yeah, was it. Right. He was... Stranded, wasn't he, on That's some planet? The minute you brought up Mars, the first thing that popped into my head was what well, you, you potatoes. Because that's what yeah. he did. I didn't know if it was true. I thought it, was, it could have just been a Hollywood thing, but but yeah. I, I get. I guess it's not. But I remembered that too. Didn't they get wiped out or something like that? And then he was in really big trouble. Yeah, something about going out and trying to get back to the ship because of the weather going crazy, and then they ended up leaving him there because he, they thought he died. Right. So then, yes, had, that was that was it. Right, and then he had to. Uh, he figured out that his feces was the best form of um, uh, uh, nutrients. For growing the potatoes. That was it. Yeah. 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 Full on compost right there. Yeah. Poopy potatoes. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Poopy potatoes. Yeah, yes. ser serve that at your next Thanksgiving. I'm sure people there eat, you go. eat them up. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, I grew these just like in the Martian. It's <laughs> bloody disgusting. Here you go. And and I and I didn't boil them. I just, you know, I just made them into fries. So they're poopy fries now. <laughs> oh, stop it. Just go. Oh, well, you know, thank goodness we have access to grocery stores and we don't just have to live off not only one food, but the poopy food. Surprisingly, potatoes, you know, they're really nutrient dense and not a bad way to get most of your nutrient requirements. That's what actually this dude, Andrew Taylor, thought. He's an Australian man who's famous for eating nothing but potatoes for a year in order to fight food addiction and lose some weight. Supposedly, a lot of his food cravings actually stopped because of this really strained diet. Uh, of course, uh, I'm not recommending that this is, you know, the new fad and this is what you're going to do, but it's just an interesting idea and, you know, tells you a little bit about, I guess, that potatoes are sustainable. 
they are actually really starchy and they have unusually high amounts of protein and a variety of those amino acids, which are components of protein. On top of making you feel quite satisfied, potatoes also contain vitamin C, vitamin B, and potassium. And in short, they have a little bit of everything. So I'll usually say to go for sweet potato for the carotenoids, but don't feel bad if the white version is still on your shopping list and on your table. Let's see what Leanne Social Media has to say. So a few more tidbits. I went to my community on social media and asked what useful information people received. And here's a really random wide variety that I got back. Marie said that she learned from Brightline Eating, which I believe is a popular diet, not only in the US, but around the world. The body reacts the same way to all types of sugars, even the healthy ones. And it all kind of happens in the same way. Your neural pathway sees sweet and then hits up your pancreas for a good dose of insulin. Marielle said that she learned from a dietitian 20 years ago to always read the labels, as in all the food labels. Alana McGinn, she learned about collagen powder and how it helps skin and joint pain. She has a scoop in her coffee every day. And when I circled back with Alana and said, well, is it working? Have you noticed? And she said, I'm not really sure because I'm working out more now than I was before. So my back doesn't hurt so much, but it tastes good in my coffee. So I'm still going to do it. Uh, Jessica, she said to count net carbohydrates, not calories. And last but not least, my great friend Lisa, who's an acupuncturist, said that one of her favorites is a TCM, which stands for uh, traditional Chinese medicine things that works brilliantly, is to eat pear for dry lungs. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Say, I didn't know either. Say it again. Okay, so eating pear uh-huh. helps helps dry lungs. Oh, and well, how, do you, how do you know you have dry it, lungs? I didn't know my lungs were dry. <laughs> Like that a- was my question. <laughs> I had to go back here and ask. I'm like, okay, so what exactly are dry lungs? Like sometimes we get into our zone of genius and like, yeah, dry lungs, that's just a thing. So <laughs> I, when I circled back, what she meant was a cough, oh, okay. anyone suffering with asthma, and just sort of general use of anything that's going on. And even if there's some phlegm or some mucus, because mucus is produced to help to fight dryness. So I think basically anything that you have going on with your lungs, go need a pair. Some more tidbits going on there, not those timbits of totally useful information and some that I hope help you to feel way smarter and like you kind of got this thing on eating. Now, I'm always grateful, both Chris and I are, I'm going to speak for you, Chris, so grateful that you tune in, that you listen, and that you share this. You know that you can rate this podcast on all the platforms. You'll find a lot more totally useful information when you head over to leannephillipson.com for the show notes and all the extra little bits that I add in there. Head out there. Go enjoy that tuna. Put some potatoes and top it off with some, I don't know, hot peppers and dates. Uh, okay, well, maybe not maybe not all at the same time, but, you know, you've got some new things to try now. No matter what way you do it, no matter what food you eat, remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. <laughs>